Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 98 Podcast. I am your host, Kieran, and today I'm joined by my very good friend, Yasmin, and our Bay Area up-and-coming artist, Sabrina Shauna, and her manager, Carmela. Today's episode is going to be a story time session where we'll learn about what it's like to start a career in the music industry from three different perspectives, as an artist, as a manager, and as a marketer. A little bit about Sabrina Shauna. She is an independent R&B singer-songwriter from the Bay Area. She received her BA in communications from San Francisco State University in 2019. She has since released three of her singles and an EP titled I'm Ready, and is currently working on a new EP coming out in 2021. Moving on to Yasmin, she graduated from USF in the spring of 2020 with her BA in advertising and is currently working on Sabrina's team as her marketing consultant. Carmela is Sabrina's manager and is currently attending the University of Phoenix where she's pursuing a bachelor's in business management. For more information about Sabrina, Shauna, and our guests here today, please follow us at Instagram at 98.podcast and at underscore Sabrina Shauna. And please check out her website, Everything's linked in the bio above, so feel free to check that out. Welcome to the show, Sabrina, Yasmin, and Carmela. Yay! So happy to be here. Hi, you guys. My name is Sabrina Shauna. Um, Kieran gave such a wonderful intro to me. I don't really know what else to say (laughs) about myself. Um, But I am a Filipina artist from the Bay Area. I sing R&B music, and yeah, that's me. What's poppin'? Hey! Clap, clap, clap. (laughs) Hi everyone, I'm Yasmin. I am also living in the Bay Area. And uh, um, I'm Sabrina Shauna's marketer and content creator as well. So, yeah. So excited to be here. Thank you for having us. Yes, clap, 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 clap. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm Carmela. I'm also from the Bay Area. I want to thank Karen for having us on the show, and I hope you guys enjoy everything we have to say. Yay! Yeah, no, thank you all for being here. And before we begin, I just want to put out a quick disclaimer. Everything we're sharing here is based off of our life experiences. We're here to give you an honest response to today's topic. So before we begin, begin. Um, Sabrina has an upcoming release coming out on December 4th. So let's talk a little bit about that first. Your new release is a continuation of your last EP called I'm Ready, correct? Yes. What are you hoping to express through this new release? Um, well... Yeah, it's the anniversary to a really, it was a big project to me, um, and now that we're coming to the end of 2020, I really just wanted to pay homage to that, Mm -hmm. um, celebrate the project that I worked so hard on, and with the story that I'm telling in this new song, it's, I feel like it's a really good way to close the book on that story, you know, like close the chapter on that, Mm -hmm. um, and be, you know be more open to other possibilities of writing about lighter and brighter things with um, Mm -hmm. all the new music that I have coming out next year. So I just thought it'd be a really good transition as well. Awesome. Amazing. Um, Yasmin, Carmela, do you have anything to add to that? Um, We just had the EP release last year. Mm -hmm. We're working on new things this year Mm -hmm. and we just hope you guys enjoy everything. 
And again, that's released on December 4th of this year. Please check that out. I'll link everything in the bio. And yeah, let's get started with kind of just learning more about Sabrina, Yasmin, and Carmela. So let's start with Sabrina. How and when did you all meet? How did you all start working together? Um, We met at work, I want to say over a year ago, just over a year ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, we all had like our own... Uh, dreams in the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. I was very open and out with (laughs) me being a singer and releasing music and I was about to put out I'm Ready um, Mm -hmm. and I was telling them all about it and I was like, you guys, please listen to my music like like Mm -hmm. it's coming out soon. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. um, I also just really wanted to get their opinions and that's when I found out that Mela has had dreams to be an artist manager and yeah, she she went to school for this and it's what she really wants to do. Mm Mm-hmm. And we all kind of just, just we realized that our dreams kind of work together. They intertwine. Like, why not work mm-hmm. together on this? Yeah, um, adding to that, too. Um, I remember we were at work, and then Sabrina was super excited to introduce us to, like, uh, her latest songs. And then I we barely knew her, honestly. I barely knew her <laughs> yeah. at the time. So I was like, who is this girl showing me her songs? I don't yeah. understand. I bet but... you they thought I sucked at first until they heard it. Oh, my gosh. Oh. No. <laughs> no. I mean, okay, I, I, like, recently started listening to your music, and it's amazing. Like, I can't, like, I'm, I I wasn't kidding when I told you earlier, like, I was fangirling, <laughs> getting to the chance oh. to, like, meet you. <laughs> so, oh, thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. No, definitely. Sorry to cut you off jasmine continue (laughs) no we were just like you honestly we were fangirling after we heard the song and we're like what is this i really thought it was like not her (laughs) oh wow it was was that good like i've never heard like music be professionally done and it's like crazy that um we get to hear before it's like you know famous you know so it's like yeah yeah exciting (laughs) yeah she was definitely the girl around the office that everyone knew could sing Mm-hmm. But, you know, everyone <laughs> says they can sing. So I remember when she first asked if I want to hear her music and I was. She was so hesitant. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at her coworker and I was like, can she actually sing or am I going to have to like lie? <laughs> and then she played it and I thought she was playing just like a regular song. And I'm like, oh, this is you. <laughs> oh. oh, then I understand. Then you're actually good. You got all the compliments. Wow. <laughs> Wow, you are just all friendship goals. I love that. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. yeah. So from that instance, uh, she just like started um, showing everyone, and then mm-hmm. Mela and then I were also like, okay, well, you know, would you be interested in having like other people join your team? Uh, did you have a team before, Sabrina? Like, it was or... me and a producer, and that was yeah. all that I had. It was wow. us balancing. Um, the content and the production and all of that stuff. It was just us two. Wow. Yeah, and she yeah. did really well. Mm-hmm. So when she asked for a manager, I just figured, uh, nah, I, I don't think <laughs> I can actually do that. I don't know if I could take her where she needs to go, but yeah. mm-hmm. we all had trust in each other mm-hmm. and we've been making it work so far. And a year later, we look back and see like, wow, we've come a far away from mm-hmm. just working together. Yeah. Now we're really working yeah. together. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No, that's amazing. That's um, like a great just motivating factor too for anyone listening because I know a lot of people in the Bay Area that want to pursue music but don't know how to even get started or how to find managers or 
people to help them promote their music. So that's really just a beautiful story of how you all met and got started. Yeah, it was a really big blessing, to be honest. Like, Mm -hmm. who knew that all of our dreams would intertwine in one spot? Yeah, no, that's amazing. Amazing. Call it fate. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, No, but definitely like, oh, sorry, just how Sabrina was saying that um, she voiced that she was a singer, you know, it's like, definitely good advice is to just say what it is you're interested in and you'll be surprised who around you is like also probably intertwining in the same dream you have Mm -hmm. and then that's Mm -hmm. how like yeah you get to build a team for sure definitely definitely and so kind of going off of that what made each of you want to pursue a career in the music industry you know i know sabrina just mentioned like she was singing and you know like how did that even all start like when did you start singing how did you begin and then how did each of you kind of like start wanting to you know pursue this dream um well for me like it's pretty cliche I just I've been singing my whole life I think Mm -hmm. a lot of stories are like that Mm -hmm. um and I I think from a young age I knew that that's what I wanted I remember growing up and telling my parents like don't even worry about my future like I got it all set like I know what I'm doing Mm -hmm. like I don't gotta be a doctor or nurse (laughs) like it's fine like I'm cool Um, and just for as long as I can remember, like nothing else made me happier than singing. And then when I really like put all of my effort into it, I also realized, damn, I really love songwriting too. Mm -hmm. Um, and so now I have like these two things, singing and songwriting, like where can I go with that? And I was lucky enough to, um, meet a producer who, whose, uh, music sound aligned with mine and we were able to put out music together. Wow. And for me, um, especially in marketing, that's, I think it's pretty broad. Like there's so much involved with just marketing. It's not just like, uh, selling something, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, I was, I was definitely studying. You're selling me. Well, <laughs> right. <laughs> just very, uh, <laughs> we'll get into that later. <laughs> um, I was in school studying advertising, which is like, I want to say marketing's cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's mm. very different. You're more focused on like getting the message out there mm-hmm. either creatively or like visually, whatever. Um, so it's, um, different from marketing. There's a lot more analytics to be involved, a lot more like yeah. data and, yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I know where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah, no, but we're, yeah, what got me into like music marketing, especially was the fact that I, uh, was in a class and then we were just searching up positions of just randomly mm-hmm. to talk about like where where do you guys see yourselves in the next couple of years and then uh, it was a position for a marketing intern at a record label and then I was like wow I was really interested in what they were doing and mm-hmm. I've loved news- music my whole life parents were mm-hmm. really uh, brought me up in that um, just environment and I was like, wow, you can actually do something with music that's not just singer because I can't sing. <laughs> I can't dance professionally and all that. But um, so I was like, if you can't, <laughs> if you can't sing, you manage or you can't. Wow. <laughs> you, mark, you mark it or you manage them. So here we are. Oh my. <laughs> that's a um, great way of thinking no, about but it. Yeah. I just love marketing because you get to introduce like a story you get to tell a story Mm -hmm. um in ways that singing like you know singing is great but when you like create that story visually content wise it's Mm -hmm. like brings it it elevates it more um and you just like 
touch the hearts of audiences everywhere. Right. So I love that too. I can do the same mm-hmm. thing, but just in a different way. Mm-hmm. Definitely. For me, I think like with the other two, music has always just been vital in my life. Mm-hmm. My parents are from like a whole 50s generation. So I grew up listening to 50s, 60s, 70s music, 80s, mm-hmm. and then 90s when I was born. And so all music is just really good to me. I remember you couldn't play music around me because mm-hmm. I would just get up and start dancing or start <laughs> singing. So that was just always important to me and to be able to create a career within it mm-hmm. just always sounds something like like something I'd want to do. Mm-hmm. It's kind of disheartening how many people don't get the chance to do it or don't take that leap of faith. Right. But um, originally I wanted to be an A&R and then mm-hmm. work my way up to managing because I figured that's just like the steps you'd have to take. Mm-hmm. So when this pres- this opportunity presented itself to me, I had to jump on it because I'm like if not now then when it'll never be a good time to start a career in music it's Mm -hmm. like we hear music every day but the truth of it it's like it's a lot of hard work and I've always been interested in working hard and this career just made all the sense to me and to everyone who knows me Mm -hmm. like if I didn't have a career in music I just I don't know yeah that's the only thing I'm interested in doing yeah right yeah that's beautifully put I would say just kind of like piggybacking off of everything y'all just said like music is so important i feel like it's like the best way to connect people from all cultures backgrounds like you don't even know need to know what people are saying necessarily but you can feel it you know from music and so i i completely understand you i'm super interested in the music industry i know a lot of people that are and i think we do get held back by the idea of like oh we're just waiting for the right time or you know making excuses but the fact that y'all jumped on it and we're like now we're gonna do this now that's really motivating and really amazing so sabrina let's kind of start speaking specifically to you what is it like to work in the (laughs) bay area music scene so especially as an independent artist and kind of as part of an unrepresented group of people in a niche genre like r&b how is that all like? Goodness, that's a big question. You want to break it down for me? <laughs> for sure. Um, so let's start with the Bay Area part then. Okay. Um, I there, That's pretty big shoes to fill, to be honest, the Bay Area mm-hmm. music scene. Um, I mean, you always, like for me at least, I, I really want to make the Bay Area proud. Um, yeah. I want to be able to um, put my music out in the world and like have people be like, oh my god, she's from the Bay? That's crazy. And if she can mm-hmm. do it, then I can do it too. Uh, but yeah, they're pretty big shoes to fill because you, you do want to make them proud. But it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, how is it like to work in like the R&B genre? And like, wh- what actually made you choose that? What made me choose R&B? Well, yeah. Um, for as long as I can remember, R&B has just like made me the happiest to listen to. And I feel like, obviously, this is a biased opinion because I love it. Um, I think R&B is just the most beautiful to listen to for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I think R&B has a very specific and special way of tugging at your heartstrings and making you feel mm-hmm. so many different emotions. And I, that's why I think it's so special and yeah. why I love it so much. Yeah, definitely. And then how would you say being here in the bay area and everything like how has that influenced you and your music i definitely want people to 
hear the Bay Area in me, in my music. I think in mm-hmm. my last um, single, again, mm-hmm. the Bay Area sound is definitely in there. And I think that if anyone were to listen to it, they would think, oh, she's from the Bay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I would love to keep that in me. And like, I never want to lose that part of me, especially in my music, since my music is such a big part of me. Yeah, awesome. And then I know that you mentioned, you know, you really liked songwriting and all that process. I was wondering, like, mm. if you could kind of talk a little bit about what is what is it like to write your own content and all of that? And oh just, man, yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> songwriting is both a really fun and frustrating process because mm-hmm. um, there will be times when it comes out just so uh, so naturally. Mm-hmm. And, like, you don't even have to think twice about it. You're just like, yes, that works. That sounds great. Yeah. Like, roll with that idea. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other times where it's like, that sounded like crap. Like, throw it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you like nothing's coming to mind. And you're just blank. And you, don't, you try to force it. And that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say my songwriting process for... Um, the songs that you've heard so far, like, they're, they've all been different. Mm-hmm. Um... There will be times when I'm, I could be having a conversation with Mel or Yaz and like, they say something that's, um, that I was like, oh, that could make a really dope song and I'll write it down in my phone. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of like a few weeks, I'll have like a whole list of different things that my friends have said Mm -hmm. and I'll be like, okay, what do I want to write about today? Like, what can I build a story off of today? Or Mm -hmm. I could be going through a, a a situation where I'm just like I need to let all of this out put it on paper mm-hmm. and I could be just like writing down all of my thoughts in my head as fast as possible because I just keep thinking my brain moves faster than my fingers do when I'm typing mm-hmm. um, and even if they don't make sense I'll just write it down and at the end I'll take all of my favorite parts of that and I'll turn it into a song wow amazing and then kind of like just to add on to that, I know you mentioned you have a producer that works with you, but are you mm-hmm. kind of like, how do you find the melody or like the beat to kind of put your lyrics right. to? Like how, what's that process yeah. like? Um, yeah. So there'll be times when I will get sent, um, a beat mm-hmm. and then I can write something off of that mm-hmm. and we can go back after we've written to it and kind of tweak the way that it sounds, mm-hmm. um, the other times when I will write it on like my guitar or something, that's when I can send it to a producer and be like, yo, make it sound like me. And Mm -hmm. I think the most difficult process is finding a producer that, um, knows you very well. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's very important when you are creating music because you do want to feel safe when you're talking to the producer, like, Mm -hmm. and not like just like physically safe, but like safe in like allowing your emotions to come out and um, all of your thoughts and what you're going through. Like you want to feel like it's okay to be vulnerable in this space. And I think I was watching um, a documentary with uh, Ed Sheeran when he was Mm -hmm. like songwriting Mm -hmm. and he works with Benny Blanco a lot. And Benny Blanco said it best, I think, when he says that being a producer is basically like being an artist therapist. Like, he lets an artist come into his studio, he asks them about what they're going through about their day, and then he kind of takes what he hears and he puts it into a song. And it's crazy because those sounds will be different for every single artist. Yeah. Um, and so finding a producer that knows you very well is a very important part of, like, putting out a song. 
Awesome, awesome. That was a really long way of saying it. I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> I think that's really amazing because I would never really think of it as that process of like, you know, the, the amount of support a producer has to give the artist. Yeah. I just kind of, I, I don't know. I never really thought about it in depth until you started explaining your songwriting process and I was like oh how does the producer come into all of this yeah I think if you like if you do research on like your favorite artists you can Mm -hmm. probably find up or find out that they work with the same people um for most of their careers like we were just talking about this the other day like Janae has been working with the same producers from day one Ariana's been working with the same producers from day one um even Kehlani you know and Mm -hmm. that's why their music always sounds so cohesive because the producers know them so well right yeah awesome and then I know we kind of talked about this in the beginning a little bit but the anniversary of your EP I'm Ready is coming out in December super exciting so congratulations (laughs) on that it's been a year I can't believe that thank you thank you and so I know that we kind of touched on this you know your inspiration or why you kind of created that but like I was actually I wanted to kind of add to this question and just say like how long did it take you to kind of get ready for that EP at the time and (laughs) you know what is that process like? Because I don't think a lot of people ever talk about uh-huh. that, especially when they're, you know, starting mm-hmm. up necessarily. But if you can touch on that briefly. Yeah. If you're comfortable Yeah, no, with for it. sure. <laughs> um, it's funny. I don't think anyone's ever asked me how long it took to put it together. Um, because mm-hmm. to be very honest, it did not take long at all. Um, oh. I, <laughs> and like I mentioned in the songwriting process yeah. earlier, like sometimes it flows, sometimes it doesn't. And for that EP, it came mm-hmm. very naturally. Um, wow. and mm-hmm. I think, um, so like at that time I was in a situationship with somebody and like, I just had a bunch of songs that were, re- <laughs> mm-hmm. that needed to be expressed and released into the world. And I was like, I'm sitting here with a bunch of songs that I love and that I'm proud of. Um, why yeah. not just put it out? And so I began um, writing and recording in October. I mm-hmm. I worked, I grinded until like I had a whole promotion plan and like the cover art and everything done. And yeah. we were able to submit it for distribution like a month before it came out. So it, it really came together wow. very fast. It was all written and recorded, yeah. mastered October to November, and it came out in December. Wow. Wow. That's so, that's a quick turnaround time. Congrats yeah, on that. <laughs> I worked very, very hard on that EP. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I can definitely tell from especially the tracks on that EP, like everything flows so well together, kind of starting off with like your relationship and then kind of going through the whole flow of it that, you know, usually mm. like most relationships go through. And so that's yeah. so amazing that you kind of put that all together so quickly. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. As a follow-up, what's your favorite EP, um, song off that EP to perform live? To perform live? Um, huh. Oh, that's hard. I love performing live with them. <laughs> um, I think, oh, no. This was definitely <laughs> Yasmin's question. <laughs> Putting her on the spot. Well, yeah. No, that's it's hard because all of them contain like a different attitude for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, I feel like in Deja Vu, mm-hmm. I can be pretty sassy. In Moonlight, mm-hmm. I can be um, a little softer. In Climax, I can really turn on this other side of me, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And- <laughs> Um, and then the last song, I can kind of just, you know, I feel like the last song might be the biggest reflection of me because I am such a softie. Um, mm-hmm. 
but ah shoot okay let's go with yeah let's go with the last song i feel like yes, that one's the most that's fun that's my favorite yeah. song okay because yeah, i can get like yeah with the last song i can get really emotional and i i've been told that i'm good at like at expressing sadness when i sing <laughs> so i feel like when i sing the last song i'm doing it really well yeah you know yeah. what i mean i can see that i can yeah. see that that's amazing Okay, um, and then kind of wrapping up your questions, mm-hmm. how has transitioning from working by yourself to working as a team, how's that been for you? Um, it's been awful. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> it's been so wonderful um, knowing that I have such incredible women standing right by my side, like not even behind me, but like literally right here with me. Mm-hmm. um through every step of the way and um not just knowing them as like professionally and like how badly they also want to succeed in this industry but just knowing them mm-hmm. as themselves as Mela and Yaz like as the daughter the sister the friend that they are mm-hmm. I think knowing them that way made it very easy to want to work with them too um yeah and so, I mean, it at first it was interesting just because I never really knew how to delegate certain tasks because I had to handle everything by myself. Right. But, I mean, Mela and Yaz both have their expertise in certain things. And so whatever they excel at, that's what they, that's what they run with. And they right. do a great job at it. Awesome. That's beautiful. Awesome. So now, Sabrina, you can take a break. It's time for Carmela. Um, <laughs> Yes. I'm gonna have some tea. <laughs> um, so Carmela, you're managing Sabrina. So what is that like? What kind of responsibilities come with your role? If you can kind of explain that a little bit. Managing is fun. It's managing Sabrina is fun. It's kind of like dealing with someone who's like a little sister to you every day. Or like a a child your um. age. Not child in like the childish <laughs> ways, but she's uh-huh. You feel very protective over over your artist as a manner. Mm-hmm. So it's fun for me. Responsibilities, I kind of just make sure everything is okay with Sabrina. Um, Music-wise, mm-hmm. mental-wise, physically-wise, make sure she hits the gym, mm-hmm. make sure she's eating, make sure she's happy, her spirits <laughs> are high, and then talking to anybody mm-hmm. I need to talk. But also, I mm-hmm. like to make sure that Yasmin's okay. You know, I like to make sure my team is doing good that everyone's comfortable because that's when you get the most done that's where you get the best the best turnaround when everyone on the team is doing good so I take pride in making right. sure that my team is doing good at all times yeah. uh mm-hmm. more responsibilities like I will talk to people who want to collab if there's any business deals mm-hmm. I'll make sure to talk to them about it emails a bunch mm-hmm. um phone conversations um mm-hmm draw out contracts for certain people which is a really big deal make sure everyone gets their proper contracts because Mm. this industry is cutthroat Uh so i just make sure that everything's running smoothly everyone's on time for things and we know everything that's going on at all times you always have to be Mm -hmm. ahead of everyone around you right so you can troubleshoot better Mm -hmm. yeah awesome and then kind of going off of that did you have prior experience managing before you started working with Sabrina I know you're pursuing you know kind of a degree in all of this so how has your experience prior helped you in this role that you're in now I've always been pretty bossy I guess um (laughs) 
I like to make sure everyone's doing right, doing what they're supposed to do. (laughs) Also feeling comfortable with what they have to do. So I would just say my personality really led me to this job. And Mm -hmm. like how we talked about the music, this is just a career I'd want to be in. So managing an artist, like I said, makes the most sense for me. It's something I love to do. I wake up thinking about it, go to Mm -hmm. sleep thinking about it, and spend the whole day thinking about it. It's like really (laughs) obsessive, you know? (laughs) It's It's a lot. But no real experience prior to. Um, I wouldn't even say it's completely necessary. It's just you know who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. So you know if this is something you can handle. If you can handle yourself and another person, and if there's a team, like we're a team with Yasmin, mm-hmm. then you have to handle everything within that team. Right. So if you know that that's something that you can do, then you don't need too much experience. Yeah, definitely. Um, And then kind of going off of that, I know you touched on how you kind of have to make sure that Sabrina's, you know, taken care of, like she's doing well, you know, eating right, all of that. How do you help her handle all these pressures that come with working in this industry? Right. Um, I think you just have to be who she needs you to be Mm -hmm. for that day. Um, Mm -hmm. A manager will wear many hats, just like Sabrina and Yasmin wear many hats. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to, if she's crying... Be a shoulder, um, mm-hmm. be a voice of reason. If she's really down, make her laugh, which isn't too hard. <laughs> uh, you know, you just have to anticipate her needs right. and anyone's needs. Like, I'll try to anticipate Yaz's needs too, and that makes a big deal as being a team mm-hmm. because then you get to know them and know what they like and what makes them mad and what would be best for them at this time. Like, if one of them called in the middle of the night crying about something, you can either not pick up the phone, which is sucky, Mm -hmm. or you can find the best way to deal with this. You just always have to figure out what is best for them at the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so for anyone listening or just anyone looking to pursue a career or looking to manage talent or an artist, what kind of advice could you give them in how to even find a job like yours you know how do you start managing an artist um i feel like everybody knows someone who sings or mm-hmm. raps or you know does some type of creative art mm-hmm. if you know yourself enough and you feel like you would be the best person to take them to where they need to go then kind of just ask them say like you probably have a lot on your plate do you need someone to help you take some right. of the burden which is what this job is so whether it whatever type of art it is, you kind of just have to be there for them. And if you do want to pursue this, I'd really just recommend you know yourself completely because there's days where this is a taxing job because you have to deal with so many people, so many emotions, and then you have your priorities, which is your artist. And um, a lot of people don't take that into consideration that they have to be above you. It's like actually having a child you have to put them above Mm -hmm. what you got going on and I mean that sounds kind of scary like you do have a second kid but (laughs) I swear it's the funnest job I've ever had and the only job I'll ever want it's it's a lot but you really should just know yourself and like I said if you know anyone who you think should be managed or you know you can take them to where they want to be taken Mm -hmm. then just throw your bid in and say hey do you need a manager would you like some help And 9 out of 10, people really want help. So (laughs) it shouldn't be that hard. Just know yourself. 
Awesome. Yeah. I also, mm-hmm. I just want to say that, like, Mela and Yaz have both gotten so good at what they do. Because they both, they, to be real, they both take a part in managing me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, like, Mela has gotten so good at anticipating my needs that she's like, keep a snack by your bed because I know you're going to be hungry when you wake up. Mm-hmm. Like, and Yaz has gotten so good at, like, knowing how forgetful I can be and she'll, like, bring hairspray to a shoot because she knows I'll forget to hairspray my hair. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, they're yeah. that good at that. Wow. It's very much a team effort, so mm-hmm. it's important to have a good yeah. team behind you or on the yeah. side of you. Definitely, definitely. That's amazing, y'all. This is yeah. It's so beautiful. I'm tearing up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, awesome. Okay, Carmela, you can take a break now. It's Yasmin's turn. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Yasmin, you are in charge of kind of promoting slash marketing Sabrina and her music. So what makes marketing in the music industry sort of different from other industries, you would say? I don't know if you have prior experience in other industries, but I I know I've worked with you too Mm. a little bit. So I kind of know... Um, that you have other things that you've worked on in the past. How do you feel like music marketing is different? Um, it's, I want to say it's the cousin of like somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, when we were working together, me and you, Kieran, we were mm-hmm. doing a lot of um, like organization club and like event mm-hmm. promotion and marketing. Mm-hmm. And so you really had to deal with the bigger picture there. Yeah. Um, so in a way, music is similar with that, but it's different because it's more... Um, like uh what's the word i'm going for it's more specific there you go it's like specific to the artist um and so you have to really know who the artist is and like know their backstory nor what kind of message they want to give out to their fans and to the world for people who don't even know who they are so you have to Mm -hmm. really center it around the artist and um it's very emotional based as well Mm -hmm. Uh, you're dealing with a lot of emotions here not just the artists but also the fans who are receiving their music right um so you have to build that storyline that'll like touch their hearts as well you're not just selling a product like i don't know a pillow (laughs) (laughs) um so you can say like oh this pillow is very comfortable this pillow is like of the highest quality Mm -hmm. um but emotional attachments unless there's like a story where somebody has like an emotional attachment to that pillow (laughs) <laughs> then you can like really be successful with that. So music in a way is just very emotional and uh, artist based artists and their fans. So you have to tell that story for sure. Yeah, no, that's, that's really beautifully put. And mm-hmm. kind of going off of that, what kind of roles or hats do you wear when it comes to uh, marketing Sabrina and her music? Mm-hmm. So what kind of things do you kind of do day to day, I guess? I would, I'm just curious personally. Mm, (laughs) Yeah. um, So when Sabrina has like a song in mind or even just like a verse, a melody, we, uh, as a team, we just help her out with like, how does this sound? How does that sound? We give her our opinion on that. Mm -hmm. Um, But in marketing specifically, I usually just wait until the song is finished. And then once that's finished, then I can start my job, which Mm -hmm. is like figuring out like, okay, what's the message you want to give? Um, based on this song what does it mean Um, and then looking at how your audience is their insights where Mm -hmm. are they what's their behavior where can I find like R&B was the niche that uh, Sabrina's really uh, into so Mm -hmm. where are our R&B listeners and so that's pretty hard because it is niche it's very like limited it's not like pop or hip-hop where it's like very a lot of people listen to it yeah and uh, not a lot of people like to be in their fields no matter what Drake says <laughs> right <laughs> so <laughs> um 
yeah, you just have to uh, figure out that part, which is probably one of the hardest uh, parts of marketing. It's yeah. just like, where are our listeners? How do we get to their um, their heart? Right. Yeah. Right. And so once the song is finished, then I can create the story and then uh, create content around that, whether it be like videos, mm -hmm. um, doing Instagram lives, right. having her on. I know TikTok right now is still blowing up. Yeah. Uh, and so just figuring out, are her audiences there? Are people who listen to R&B there? Right. And uh, yeah, we go from there. Just figure out where our audience is and then create content around that. Awesome. And so kind of like speaking specifically on, you know, we could talk about, you know, her EP that came out uh, last year or actually maybe something that you've probably worked on re more recently would make more sense. But like, how have you helped Sabrina achieve her goals or objectives when it came to promoting, you know, a song or a video or some sort of like collaborative effort? Um, like what steps do you take? Uh, start with the list. <laughs> the, Sabrina and Carmela can definitely... Uh, agreed that I love lists. She does. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely just like building a... She's got a list for everything. <laughs> yes. You have to because you never know. It's important. She's efficient. Yep. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just building out like what goals you want to achieve for the day. I usually like to like plan maybe a week ahead, but mm -hmm. um, usually take it day by day because every day is different uh, in the music industry for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially nowadays, now with COVID, it's different every day, even though it feels like you're doing the same thing every day. Yeah. But, you know, with the music industry, every day is different. Um, and so I think we started, I started um, when she released her EP in December. She had a promotion planned, uh, already planned out. I didn't touch it, but we definitely like helped uh, release everything, like, you know, just building her Instagram and uh, figuring out her branding for sure was is something that's really fun to work on as a marketer is mm -hmm. that you also get to work on the brand like who is this artist because at the end of the day they are a business right <laughs> yeah and so you have yeah. to figure out like yeah. uh how do you make profit out of this too yeah no definitely i think on my end like whenever i'm helping and promoting a person i think especially when mm. we were working on cab stuff it yeah. was a huge struggle to always be like thinking of you know Janae Aiko as a like as a business or right. a brand you know versus a human being. It's kind of hard to kind of you know think about that a person that way just because like yeah. morality and everything. But then in order to get their goal achieved and your goal achieved, sometimes you have to switch that flip and just kind of think from a business mm -hmm. mindset. And so I, yeah. I yeah I understand when it comes to kind of like it, it gets weird at times. But mm -hmm. you gotta always switch it back and remember they're a human being. Right. Right. Definitely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So as yeah, as marketers, we definitely have to think both sides, like creatively, mm -hmm. um, like emotionally. We know who the artist or the brand is, but we also have to think about the business side of it too. Right. Like, how are we gonna help them make money, and how are we gonna like increase yeah. the business's assets too? Yeah. Anything like that. So definitely, <laughs> definitely assets. Um, I was gonna say, I know I'm gonna ask this a little bit later for everyone, yeah. like challenges you face, but specifically, Yasmin, how has yeah the pandemic impacted the way you're marketing because I know marketing isn't always digital marketing you know online yeah. promotions but sometimes it's interactive live events that can really you know increase the yeah. following so how has the pandemic impacted your position um we <laughs> it's so sad to talk about it <laughs> I don't want to talk about it <laughs> Um, we had a lot of like live events where Sabrina was gonna sing live. Um, yeah. 
we had those planned out, uh, but you know, because of COVID, we had to either push them back or cancel them. Mm. Um, and so, you know, Serena's barely uh, starting off as well, and so we were trying to use that to introduce her to the world. Yeah. Um, so now the the uh, struggle is to how do you introduce her to the online world instead of the live world? Right. And so a lot of people see so much every right. day. You know, they're on TikTok maybe for like twenty four hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and or they're on Instagram just seeing like what. Uh, their favorite artist is up to mm-hmm. and so it's like how do you as someone who people really don't know how do you market this person what kind of story should you be telling mm-hmm. and so uh, we were hoping to do that with the live events mm-hmm. um, and just like interacting with fans uh, has been something that has helped like online doing Instagram lives right uh, what else have we done there's <laughs> been a oh. lot of live sessions on instagram and stuff yeah engaging with the fans yeah yeah i mean that's still pretty great i mean i like i love talking about sweetie a lot of the times like we had sweetie come to our school too when we got to meet her it was really Mm -hmm. great and like she blew up because of her icy you know releases on instagram so i feel like y'all can really capitalize off of instagram too but that's really that's sad to hear like the live events didn't work out but i i'm hoping that they do return soon because i i think once they do that's just like the first thing people are going to try to be a part of because Mm -hmm. they miss it so much you know so yeah Yeah. just yeah you guys got this i believe in you (laughs) thank you thank you yeah people are gonna be like fighting for a spot on stage as soon as it's Mm -hmm. safe to have concerts again we're definitely keeping our eyes out on like those music festivals right so yeah i'm definitely trying to get her into those as well yeah no totally um and yeah okay so thank you yasmin and this is uh, next question is kind of for yasmin and carmela um how would you describe sabrina to someone who hasn't heard her music I know you might have touched on it a little bit with your side comments, but this is a question just for you. Yikes. I thought you were going to stop at how would you describe Sabrina? And I was going to end the whole podcast here because they're going to be on some BS. (laughs) No, we'll be nice. We'll be nice. I feel like um, her first two bodies of work, um, John Tucker and Karma, Mm -hmm. you can really see the Mm -hmm. authenticity of her. Yeah. And then with I'm Ready... You can see her different sides because it's it's a very different type of EP, but she has that whole sad girl vibe going with her <laughs> with that EP. <laughs> see, that was nice. That was nice because people like sad girl music. Uh-huh. Um, with again, you can definitely hear the Bay influence. Like that was yeah, hundred percent Bay Area. Like there's mm-hmm. no denying that. Mm-hmm. Also produced by a Bay Area producer, by the way. So yes, oh, nice and. So it's just two Bay Area, area artists right there. Shout out to him. Yeah. And with her newest stuff, um, you can see her coming into her own. She's grown a lot, especially during this pandemic. Mm-hmm. And you will be able to tell a lot. It's a lot more, a lot more love music, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can see the lightheartedness in it. Mm-hmm. You can hear the heartbreak, um, especially in the song she's going to release pretty soon. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to just listen. <laughs> to, to understand the type of artist she is but right very di- diverse in my opinion mm-hmm. she can do whatever <laughs> oh thank and you i know for me as like oh <laughs> yes uh for me as like the marketer you get to see like so many different sides of sabrina mm-hmm. um everywhere honestly i just seeing her on instagram 
you see her as like someone who um, loves food, <laughs> dogs. Yeah, <laughs> true. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can like describe Sabrina Shana on the Instagram world, food, dogs, and music for sure. And so you know, nice. um, my three priorities. <laughs> Love that. And nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you read a lot like articles and just what you see on the internet based on like how to market an artist. Um, you get to see like first uh, figure out what kind of story do you want to tell on each social media is going to be different. So on her Instagram, you see her as like this fun person you want to hang out with mm-hmm. um, and talk about food and dogs and music all day. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> woo, woo. Yeah. And so it's like comfortable. It's like this best friend, this yeah. girl that you really just want to hang out with. Yeah. And she is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so on like Twitter, you get to see her like. Unfiltered. Her unfiltered <laughs> voice. And you get to see like. How am I feeling today? How is Sabrina Shauna feeling yeah. today? I'm hungry. I literally <laughs> never link her Twitter because of these things. Yeah, yeah we try to restrict Carmela from Twitter. <laughs> That's why I handle yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, and then her YouTube, you get to see, like, her singing. Like, you see, artist oh, Yeah, her artist. Yeah. Like, you get to see the artist of Sabrina Shauna and what she's, like, musically, what does she love to sing about or listen to? Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. 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 And then kind of this is a question for each of you. Like I mentioned, you all are or have had pursued a degree or, you know, have gotten your degree in higher education. Do you find it necessary to get into the entertainment slash music industry? How has it been helpful, if anything? Um, I don't think it's necessary. I'll mm-hmm. say that first. Um, mm-hmm. Just because there's so many people in this industry that don't have it. So right. therefore, it, it's just not necessary at that point, right? Mm-hmm. But it can definitely be helpful, for sure. I think if I could go back and, you know, take music theory, then I would. Just so that I would know how to really contribute to the producing process of everything, right? Mm-hmm. But no, I, I don't think it's absolutely necessary, but... Mm-hmm. It's also fun to be able to say you have a bachelor's, you know, that doesn't yeah, hurt. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, hmm. It's yeah, I would agree. It's not necessary. It is helpful. Like Sabrina said, mm-hmm. um, I graduated with advertising, which is like not even in the music industry. I like you don't think of like the music industry when you think of advertising right away. Mm-hmm. You think of like Mad Men or something like that. Like I'm going to do something <laughs> Mad Men like mm-hmm. <laughs> I think if you want to go into like the executive level. It would be super helpful to get your your degree in like business management or right. just music marketing or music management, um, something like that would be helpful because you'll get more familiar with the terminology and like behind the scenes before you even get into it. So you have like more familiarity mm-hmm. before you even start. Um, I would definitely recommend if you don't want to pursue higher education to do internships or like something mm-hmm. that's like that just gives you know, the experience that you don't yeah just to give you the experience because you'd be surprised how many ceos did not have to <laughs> that part. did not have to like yeah. have an education and <laughs> yeah um yeah just from experience right. they rose up yeah i was actually i wanted to mention um mm-hmm. esther dean she's like my songwriting idol um and she's responsible for so many mm-hmm. hits from like Rihanna, she's contributed to Beyonce, to Ariana, Selena, like so many people. Mm-hmm. She didn't go to school for that at all, but here she is rocking it, being successful mm-hmm. on a TV show, acting, like, 
yeah, I love her, and she's a really big yeah, example of that. I think if you have like like uh, I'm sure everyone has said it, it's just if you have the passion for it, if you have the drive and the love, and you want to really work hard to right. be in this industry, then everything will just flow after that. Honestly, definitely, <clears throat> it, higher education is important to have. You know, if you're really taking advantage of it, but the way students are learning now, I don't think it's completely necessary. It's important to have common mm -hmm. sense and, you know, no basic things like how to read <laughs> stuff like that. But honestly, this is a this is something you have to just dive into mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. experience because I didn't know anything about this industry, much about producers much about anything honestly and i just learned as i go you ask all the questions while you're in that right. room of course we have like we have like youtube videos and you have events that have people who are similar to you like i'll attend management uh events <laughs> especially <laughs> online now during mm -hmm. covid but i wouldn't say it's completely necessary just kind of have your wits about you because like i said it's a very cutthroat business you you want to know as much as you can but you can learn you can learn other things instead of just from school yeah yeah there's some things you can only learn from experience but by no means are we saying that getting in higher education is not an option for mm -hmm. you like go do uh, it no, because I, why not Porque no los dos, you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> you can do both and i think yeah, just to like add to that, um, I think it would be boss of you to have an education because yeah. an education, nobody can take that away from you. No. Yep. And yeah. so it's like mm -hmm. if you have your BA, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. If you have your master's, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you mm -hmm. have anything like a Ph.D., nobody can tell yeah. you nothing. <laughs> They're going to call you doctor. <laughs> Shoot, I wish my man would have a Ph.D. <laughs> You're like, doctor who? <laughs> yeah, so I think even like just uh being more technical here fighting your salary like in the industry like, mm. if you want to get paid the big bucks that'll definitely help boost yeah. your your like your um your angle like you can fight for a higher salary because you have this education right. mm -hmm. you may not have the experience but you have your education mm -hmm. so that definitely is value on that too that's definitely why i'm pursuing my bachelor's in business management because i feel like once mm -hmm. i get up there i don't want to be told i have to stop because I don't have a degree in something. Mm. So this is right. just kind of like a fall fallback plan. Mm. But I mean, I'm in business management, but also I'm taking a music programming class. So mm. it's you can learn anywhere. Yeah. So, but, you know, get your education. Don't yeah. get your education. And especially now in COVID, definitely mm -hmm. attend like any online mm -hmm. seminar. I know some of them are free. Yeah. Um, so definitely like just Google mm -hmm. or like use the hashtags to look that up. Um, just whatever you're interested in, music marketing or artist management, I'm sure there's something out there. But regardless, mm -hmm. no one can take your knowledge away. Mm -hmm. So learn what you can, where you can. Your knowledge is power. No, that's beautifully put. Thank mm -hmm. you, ladies. And I think that kind of segues into our next question really well about, you know, as women pursuing a career in a very male-dominated industry, what kind of challenges have you faced Either it could be together as a team or it could be individually. Because I know we touched on a little bit of Yasmin's challenges in terms of the pandemic, but it could be for your individual positions or as a team that you've noticed. I, well, I think I speak for all of us when I say that it's um, been difficult when men in this industry don't mm. take us very seriously. And like there's just been so many missed opportunities just because um, they'll see 
me as just like a personal conquest versus a professional opportunity. Oh my gosh. You know? And that's that's really mm-hmm. disheartening and discouraging because you're just like, how many more times am I gonna am I gonna have to go through this? And like, how often do I have to? Uh, well, because of how like <laughs> how often we have had to deal with it, it's like, dang, like, am I always gonna have to like make a man happy? Am I always gonna have to play nice around them? Am I always gonna have to please them? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. That part's really discouraging. Yeah. And anyone as a woman, you kind of know how it goes in any Mm -hmm. workplace. So since this is such a male-dominated profession or industry in general, it's hard to get indoors because they will most likely always pick their male counterparts Mm -hmm. over you. And that has given us a lot of setbacks. And as a woman, especially women of color, we know how hard it is to break Mm -hmm. the barriers. But... That's like the beauty of being a woman. We're very resilient. At the end of the day, we don't let it get us down. Like, of course, we'll be sad about it, but we won't allow ourselves to be broken down by it because we know how it goes. We tend to work with mostly women anyway because we like to give each other Mm -hmm. opportunities. And it's very, it's easier to work with someone who understands your struggles personally. Mm -hmm. So working in this male-dominated industry, it's obviously hard well maybe not obviously but it's it's definitely hard but we make do and we'll always work extra hard and we'll always Mm -hmm. try to come out on top because at the end of the day like we know who we are we know where we want to go and we don't let anyone get in our way about Mm -hmm. anything really yeah um (laughs) i was just thinking for for like an emotion-based industry Mm -hmm. that music industry is I'm surprised that it's not woman dominated, to be yes. honest. <laughs> Males have no emotions. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. <laughs> I was going to give an excuse, but you know what? No. From what I've seen and experienced, mm-hmm. well, we have, right. like, as a team experience, we, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's um, it's been said a lot, too, that this industry, there's only, like, a very small percentage of female executives even mm-hmm. or as CEOs or as owners of record labels and so it's like why why is that like I don't understand right it's because like like Mela said that males don't really see females as being like the head ones like mm-hmm. crazy <laughs> that's crazy <Right. laughs> but you walk into these rooms and you see it's mostly men there's yeah. no women mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that makes you want to go harder yeah for sure mm-hmm. And it's very intimidating, to be honest, a little mm-hmm. bit, um, to, like, see all these men and then you're the only female. But also, like, if you've seen Hidden Figures, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to see, like, from one of the characters. I forgot her name. I'm sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> um, she, no, she's a, she takes the class yeah. and she's oh. a, a, yeah, she takes the class. She's the only female and let alone be the only black female yeah. mm-hmm. uh, to be. And get where, she, where does she sit? In the front. That's just where we're all going to be able to sit. Yes, where we belong in the front. (laughs) Yeah. And so uh, that's a challenge for sure is to like break those barriers. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that we get to do that too and inspire other female minorities and women of color to do the same. Definitely. To not be afraid. Yeah, because we deserve to take up space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I think that's really amazing that you can kind of share your stories because I definitely know that that's not talked about as much in the industry, especially from a woman's perspective. And I think like Yasmin mentioned, um, like 
it's shocking who's at the top in all of these industries that are so emotion based and like music has this expression factor that you know women are known to kind of be very expressive as compared to men i'm not saying that they can't express themselves obviously but it's just crazy to kind of think about and i really appreciate that you all are kind of sharing your input about what's going on and like you're definitely paving a path in some sort of way for other women to be kind of like taken over you know i think i definitely see like a shift in especially the bay area culture like the music wise like we're getting more well known and because as compared to la i feel like la atlanta new york were kind of like the main hubs and now bay area is finally getting recognized and slowly more women will finally take over and y'all are gonna already be Mm -hmm. at the top by then and hopefully get more women involved so yeah no thank you for sharing that yeah that's the thing. We'll get to the top and we'll bring a ladder. Yes. We're, yes. Period. We want more women in this yeah. industry. It's it's very disheartening, but, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, no complaints. Yeah. We're we def- just going to get there. Mm-hmm. We definitely don't want it to, like, say that uh, there can't be, like, it's all female, all female this. Yeah. Like, we believe that... Um, we should share it. Like, you know, let's be equal together. Let's yeah. succeed together. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's how we make this world a better place, honestly. Yeah, definitely. And segueing into my next question, it's mainly for Sabrina and Carmilla as members of the Filipinx community. Woo-woo! Um, definitely, <laughs> definitely you're underrepresented in this industry. Uh-huh. And kind of how are you both working with Yasmin and with others to kind of you know, change that and have more people of the Filipinx community come into this industry? Um, I think the really big part of that is just talking about it, you know, like Mm -hmm. being able to just let it flow a normal conversation that being Filipina is like, Mm -hmm. I can't hide that I'm Filipina. You look at me and you hopefully you see Filipina, you know what I mean? (laughs) Um, and the, a lot of, Filipinas that are in the or yeah that are in the music industry or in Hollywood in general like you don't really see them talking about it you don't hear them talking about it mm-hmm. um so I think they try to blend in right yeah definitely and that's that's not something I'm down to do <laughs> I like mm-hmm. my skin color I like where I come from I like mm-hmm. how my parents, you know, raised me on adobo and lumpia. I love that. And we can talk about it for however long you want, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, being black and Filipino, it's definitely hard being mixed because mm-hmm. you don't really know mm-hmm. which side of you is has to come out on certain days. But I never hide the fact that I'm Filipino. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very proud of it and fa- proud of mm-hmm. my mother and my grandmother and my siblings. But... Um, mm-hmm. The, the way we help the community is just kind of showing up. Just show that we're out here, mm-hmm. show that no matter what, we don't have to just do what we're expected to do. Not that there's anything mm-hmm. wrong with like being mm-hmm. a nurse or anything. Like my Ata, she's a nurse. But mm-hmm. we don't have to stick to certain things. If we can do whatever we want to do. And mm-hmm. I think just in mm-hmm. us showing that we are Filipina and we are here and we want to let everybody know like we can be anywhere mm-hmm. it no no profession has to be subjected to one race mm-hmm. 
So, yes. but like, see, like also, yeah. sorry, go, no, ahead. No, no, go ahead. Um, I was going to say like, that's why it's so important to talk about it and share these stories, especially as women of color. Cause like, yeah, as mentioned earlier, because a woman of color was able to share her story, a movie was made about her experience building mm-hmm. a spaceship and hidden figures. Mm-hmm. Like, because she was able to share that story mm-hmm. and now women of color everywhere can know that they can do that too. Like, and I love right. that the three of us get, or the four of us, all of us, we were able to share our stories as women of color so that mm-hmm. other women of color can see that they can do it too. Mm-hmm. It's the representation that's mm-hmm. yeah. vital yeah. in any industry. Mm-hmm. And I definitely want to, yeah, yeah, I definitely want to bring that back to the Philippines and let them know that it's very possible to do what you want. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, just like the, mm-hmm. the marketing mm-hmm. side of it, um the business side of like Mm -hmm. how how do you bring or how do you like tell the story of a filipino or filipina like philippine philippine x (laughs) um because they are underrepresented Mm -hmm. it's because their story's not being told or people don't like they listen to the story but it's not out there you don't see it out there and i think definitely just like tell Mm -hmm. the story as someone who's a marketer tell the story Mm -hmm. um and yeah, she's very good with that. Like within mm-hmm. the team, she's she likes to learn new words in Tagalog. Mm-hmm. I do. She likes to try <laughs> our food. You know, oh. um, it's good to have that yeah. type of ally within your team, so it makes you want to share yeah. more, which is what we want to do with more people. Yeah. Um, Sabrina just had a live yeah. session last month, which was Filipina based. And she actually had a song. She mm-hmm. actually sang a song that's by her, and I think it was Daniel Caesar. And my mom came in the room and she translated mm-hmm. it into Tagalog, so Sabrina can get a little Filipino flair into it. So it's really just mixing the cultures. Mm-hmm. We could do it with everybody else, but yeah. it's important that we do it within ourselves because we don't see it anywhere else. You know Filipinas in the industry, but mm-hmm. you don't actually know them because they yeah. want to blend in, but. You have to represent for your community. Definitely. And I think, kind of going off of what y'all said, I think there's so many key words. Like, Carmela, you brought up the word ally, representation, and, like, the importance of kind of sharing your story. It's just, like, like, Mm -hmm. I I know when we were trying to organize all of this, like, Yasmin was kind of communicating with me about this. And, I mean, her and me talking about, like, the unrepresentation of women of color in the music industry is just so crazy because it got me thinking about, like, my Asian Indian roots and, like, we're non-existent mm. in mm-hmm. the music industry as of right now. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I wish I could sing. I would start right now. But, like, it's it's so crazy to think about. You don't really think about it because you're kind of, like, so focused on whatever you're doing or, like, you're just – you're kind of blending in, I guess, and trying to become, you know, that American mm-hmm. norm, I guess. But it's so important to remember where you come from right. because right. Mm-hmm. it matters and it will make you unique and it will help you connect with the people that, you know mm. – are also like you so i mean definitely you've inspired me and like y'all have encouraged me to kind of consider my roots and kind of remember that and keep reminding myself of like where i come from and why is it why is it important to like identify mm-hmm. as an asian indian person for myself and yeah so thank you for that thank you for sharing <laughs> thank you it's it's just very important especially having oops sorry for having um just black um black nieces and mm-hmm. filipina nieces it's important for them to see someone mm-hmm. like me 
in in those seats that they want to be in. I don't want them to think that the sky isn't actually right. the limit for them. Like I want them mm. to go for whatever they want to do, and if I can help pave a path or like smoothen a path right. that's already being paved, like I'll more than willing to do it. So other little girls and little mm-hmm. boys and non-binary mm-hmm. children and adults, you know, like they'll know that you can do what you want to do. You just have to keep putting in the effort and you have yeah. to find people mm-hmm. who are like you and also want to go yeah. as hard as you do. Because we can all be mm-hmm. at these tables. Mm-hmm. It's The world is so much better when we're in color. Mm-hmm. So, Beautiful. you know, <laughs> just, you know, represent. Awesome. And so now let's, that got really deep and emotional and I love that. Um, <laughs> but let's kind of come back yeah. to just, you know, your music and your teamwork, like how are you all working together to create a fan base? Because I know once you establish a fan base, you know, get a whole following going, like it just helps so much, you know, with with just doing what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. So like, how are you all working towards that? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna let Mm -hmm. you guys handle that one. (laughs) Why me? I don't understand. (laughs) Shocker. Um, (laughs) Well, for sure, um, what's helped a lot is just like, People love seeing new stuff and anything that's like new, like content wise, people will be into it. Like, who's this person? I don't know. Uh, They'll get into that. Right. Um, So, oops. (laughs) So (laughs) we're um, just like creating content for the future. Um, I know it's hard with COVID. It's hard to meet up um, and get together like how we did before. We would like get together and record and then take pictures together and then like release it out on our Instagram or any socials. Um, but it's harder now because it's like we have to be cautious and we have to like figure out like how can we release new content out there for our fans mm. to see because content really is king people love to see mm. whatever their artist is up to um yeah yeah, yeah um true. i think for me i i just love interacting with the people that support me um we dm back and forth mm-hmm. and i reply to their stories and stuff and they're people that just find me because they heard my music on Spotify or from another friend. And, um, I don't know. I think like, um, like interacting with them, I feel really safe because if they like my music, it's almost as if they're accepting that most vulnerable side of me Mm -hmm. because my music is my most vulnerable side of me. So it's like, if they like my songs and what I write and my feelings and stuff, then I can feel safe just like chatting with them and, having conversation with them and so I really like talking with the people that like my music and support me stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, for me I'm <clears throat> I'm a pretty private person. Mm-hmm. So like due to COVID everything is online. Mm-hmm. So I'll find myself having to post more, maybe like take a picture of a sunset and play Sabrina's music mm-hmm. behind it. Um, so that we're working show funny behind the scenes stuff just so they're like who is this girl like mm-hmm. i like that song and people hit me up and they'll be like oh i'm gonna listen to it right now and then we'll go and check and they're listening to it right now and it's mm-hmm. it's it's more of a something that i'm learning how to build mm-hmm. a fan base which i'm learning from yaz and sabrina because mm-hmm. um, definitely you need the fans and i'm all good with interacting but as far as building uh, i'm just learning as we go Mm-hmm. Awesome. And kind of going off of that, uh, where do you, each of you see yourselves in five years? Either, you, I guess you could say, like, together as a team or just, like, your own things that you're working on. 
um, five years from now? And what should listeners be looking forward to in terms of Sabrina? Because I know we we talked about it in the beginning a little bit. Maybe you can kind of talk about what we talked about in the beginning a little bit more. <laughs> but um, <laughs> in terms of the next five years, what should we look out for? Um, I think five years is more than enough time to have at least two albums out. Mm-hmm. Like two full, like amazing, heartfelt albums. And that's hopefully what's going to happen. Um, I would love that so, so much and hopefully have gone on tour by then. Even if it's like not headlining, I would love to open up for one of my favorite artists. Um, like Giveon, Cough Cough. Um, uh, what else? What else? Oh, we want to be signed by then for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's a really big goal of ours is we would love to be signed. Um, Five years, maybe, you know, a mansion or something, <laughs> um, a ring on my finger. No, oh. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, yeah. Album signed and mm-hmm. what was the other one? Album signed and tour. Dogs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh dogs. dogs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my <Yeah>. God. <laughs> wow. Please. Uh, okay, yeah. You'd be surprised. I have a list <laughs> <laughs> of, like, where we, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of each of us. Um, uh, yeah, like Sabrina mentioned, I think uh, as a team, our like biggest goal right now is to get her signed. Mm-hmm. Um, because we see the value that record labels do hold, mm-hmm. um, as compared to being independent, it's a little bit more harder. Mm-hmm. It's not impossible, but it's harder. Right. Um, and we do want to reach like a bigger fan base, and I know that record labels can help us do that. Yeah. Um, for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we just continue being in this journey with Sabrina Shauna and... Or whoever else, but we'd love to be with Sabrina Shopna. Mm-hmm. Goodness. <laughs> okay. Um, as manager, I want what my team wants. So you know, two albums, a tour, mm-hmm. get signed. Indie is fun. It's really great to be independent. Mm-hmm. But um, honestly, uh, being signed—that's where the money's at. That's where the reach is at. Right. And that's what we'd we'd like to be in the next five years. Also, just be more comfortable in our positions in this industry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe have build enough bridges to network more. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Bring other people along with us. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily on the team per se, but mm-hmm. help other people. Um, yeah. Five years, is. it seems like it's very far away, but this whole year seemed like it went really fast. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Kind of take it as, as it's coming to us. I want mm. the best for my team. So whatever God decides that we deserve at the time within the next five years, like that's what I want. Mm-hmm. I want us to just be happy, mm-hmm. successful. Mm-hmm. Maybe get us like some nice Teslas or something. <laughs> Model X would be excellent, but you know, five years. Yeah, isn't she the best? <laughs> awesome. And then, kind of just to wrap up, like. Is there any last pieces of advice? I know we've talked about a lot of things and we were kind of giving out advice as it came, but any kind of like sum up of any things that listeners should kind of, you know, keep in mind when they're trying to pursue a career in the music industry from whichever angle or just overall life advice that you might have? (laughs) I would say constantly remind yourself why you do what you do. Mm -hmm. Um, do it because you love it, not for anybody else, not for any other reason. Um, 
and surround yourself with people that are just as hungry and motivated to succeed and are just as passionate as you are Mm -hmm. because those things are very contagious so just surround yourself with like-minded people that's good (laughs) yeah Yeah. Um. yes oh um uh, wow i don't know (laughs) um adopt don't shop because there's a lot of there's a lot of puppies out there that Mm -hmm. already need a home you feel me yeah yeah i think uh for me something that i definitely learned throughout this journey thus far is just like don't be afraid to um like don't doubt yourself as much Mm. like just do it and if you fail it's okay you can just try again and definitely like sabrina said surround yourself with people who want to succeed in life and want to help you succeed too Mm -hmm. and they'll help to motivate you too Mm -hmm. Um, because i know we we all we at the end of the day we really don't know what we're doing but (laughs) but we know what we're doing doing because we love it so much and we just like want to see where we can like be in the next five years or the 10 years from now it's like we all have our dreams and our goals and we want to reach them for sure yeah yeah so yeah don't doubt yourself don't be afraid to ask questions Mm-hmm. Um, and just like get out there put your name out there put your voice out there yeah. for sure stop caring what other people chances. think take the chances yeah mm-hmm. take, yeah do it <laughs> <laughs> just do it <laughs> uh, take the chances um, make sure you always network mm-hmm. um, stick to your word mm-hmm. that's important that point, yeah mm-hmm. and remember uh, humble yourself mm-hmm. you can get big headed really quick in this industry mm-hmm um don't forget where you came from don't forget the people who helped you get to where you're at yeah um yeah there's no the one's same. better than anyone else sorry yeah mm-hmm. no go ahead my bad that was me yeah no one's better than anyone else and no one's better than you mm-hmm. so just remember that yeah um there's this saying that i haven't forgotten from an old coworker, um who is well versed in the music industry and he said you um the same people you see on the way up are going to be the same people you see on the way down. So be nice to them. Wow. Mm. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> this is a very yeah. small industry, to be honest. Like, yeah. it's it's mm-hmm. big, but it's small because, like, if you do something wrong, it's going to be spread out. Or, like, yeah. if you if you cross somebody that in, like, the negative way, mm-hmm. they'll know. And then, yeah. yeah, everybody knows purchase. everybody's business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know, yeah. but okay. Just be nice. <laughs> yeah. <Just> yeah. <laughs> no, that's... Be nice and humble. Right, right. Definitely. Much. Awesome. Well, thank you, all three of you, for being here. Um, everyone for listening. Um, again, Sabrina, Shauna's album will be coming out December... Or not album, sorry. Next release will be coming out December 4th, so please stay tuned <laughs> mm-hmm. for that. Super excited. It's going to be Yay! in the bio um check out you know her instagram i'll tag everything in our instagram posts as well as the bio of this um, podcast episode but yeah please check out her music she's awesome her team is awesome yasmin and carmela thank you for being here too um thank you for having us thank you yeah thank you so much thank you for listening and don't be afraid to reach out to us we're here to like even interact with you guys yeah Mm -hmm. we'd love to hear what your thoughts are we love to talk follow me (laughs) (laughs) yeah follow us on instagram and on twitter Mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah. Maybe not her on Twitter, but follow her on Instagram. <laughs> Don't follow her on Twitter. <laughs> oh my God. I'm kidding. No. Um, follow her everywhere. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again, everyone. Um, until next time. Bye. 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 Bye.